The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. We're here. Yes, sir. It's Thursday. Welcome into the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team. They are your home team. Farm Bureau Insurance. Hometown heroes. Your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. That's who they are. All my rowdy friends are hanging out for the radio show today. (laughs) Me... And you and JB and Ghost Pepper, who texted us on the text line, on the Country Pleasing text line at 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number. 885-ESPN. What does this say here? He said, you online yet, Matt? If so, I'm taking over Monday, 10 a.m. spot, since Brooks apparently can't show up. Ghost Pepper weekdays at 10 a.m. The women's pet, the men's regret. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Good to hear from you, as always, Ghost Pepper. Caleb is watching on Periscope. Uh, Twitter, if you want to follow me on Twitter, please do. It's at Radio Wyatt. He says, ah, man, full regalia today. Did I say that right, Caleb? Did I say regalia right? I mean, we know what it means, but I think it's right, huh? Yep, because tonight on NBC, the NFL season kicks off with the Chiefs. Kansas City! Yeah, baby! Get a load of this! That's right! Where are the rings at? Alright, hated JB says, Cheers! He got it right, too. He put the I before the E, except after C. Lynn Sometimes why. <laughs> sometimes why. Um, I will admit I've had to look that up way too much in my life. I can't always figure those out. Yep, Chiefs-Texans tonight, 7 o'clock. Tune in about 7.15, and it'll take you right to kickoff. Because I got news for you from about... 6.30 until about 7.15. It's just going to be yap, 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 yap. Talk, 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 talk. Oh, come on, man. You're not going to tune in to, to listen to Dan Patrick? No. I want to see what I want to see what Tony Dungy says at halftime. I kind of like to see, you know, maybe what uh, their picks are pregame. Okay, yeah, but I mean, you know, I don't need a half hour of talk leading up to the game. You know what all the talk is going to be about, too, don't you? What? I can't believe we're here. Who would have thought? Oh, who would have thought we're finally Three months here? Ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and at least they're going to have st- uh, fans in the stands, you know? Yeah, um, which so, is not true for every NFL stadium. That's right. That's right. Arrowhead being a little different in that respect. And look, let's be honest. Chiefs fans are a lot like LSU fans in that regard, in that you don't need 100,000 of them to be loud. Mm-hmm. All you need is about, oh, 10, 15, 20,000. <laughs> 20,000? I think 16,000. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think it's about that. And from what I hear, they've sold every single solitary ticket they can sell. 
Um, they're going to have no short. That's like they're not going to have one of these. It's a little shy of what they're allowed to have. Some of the college stadiums will have that. No, no. This is uh, the. It'll be full according to the capacity allowed for the game. How about that? Put it that way. Yes, you got NFL football tonight. Um, y'all text me again. ESPN. 105.9 The Zone Jackson, if you're listening live. Hi to everybody in the Berg, Vicksburg. If you're listening on demand later, our replay, re-air tonight in Vicksburg, 107.7-1490 Talk Radio WVBG. Hi to y'all. What's up in Batesville? Up there, 100.5 WBLE. Good to talk to y'all. If you're listening, watching online, what's up? So message me, comment on the live stream. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. On Twitter, Radio Wyatt, and on the YouTube channel as well. Everybody tune in on the live stream on YouTube. Hi to y'all. All All right. Uh, Text me on the country pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. If you need the number, it's 885-3776. And then uh, I'd love to hear your voice today, so y'all feel free to call me. We'll open up that phone line for all three hours. The Divini Equipment Phone, 995-1059. It's a 601 number. 995 1059. So give me a call. JB, I got a little breaking news for you, old buddy. Tell me about it, man. What you got? According to Brandon Shields, who's a part of Mississippi Gridiron Magazine uh, with Brooks, they tweeted this out earlier today. Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium in Jackson will host the 2020 MHSAA Football State Championships. Nice. That's a good call. They're going to play a, the games on. They're going to play the championship games on Thursday and Friday this year. Uh, Thursday, December third, and Friday, December fourth. I wonder why that is. Oh, I think that's when they were originally scheduled. You remember they they backed off their first two or three games this year, and you know they just kicked it off last week. Yeah. Or or uh, yeah. So tomorrow will be two weeks. If my memory serves me correctly, that's why they wanted to they back up the season, but they want to keep the playoffs at the same place that they had them. Yeah. And I think because of the college campus issue, that that's a great place to have it because uh Oh sure. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. You I can, mean I was just saying definitely police it better. I was just saying Thursday, Friday, because normally they play them Friday, Saturday. Right. You know, so and it's always been that weekend in a normal year. It's always that first weekend in December because the MHSAA championship games would always align to the Saturday games would always compete against the SEC championship game, which would play on that first Saturday in December. But that's different this year with the SEC deal scheduled to be a week later. So they avoid still that. Playing. Right. So it could it could be that, that they took a cue from Matt Wyatt and said, we're going to move that and then to Thursday and Friday and not have yeah, that competition. That competition. Well, see, and I guess I, I guess I just talked myself into the answer. I had to think about it. Y'all can tell I'm slow sometimes. <laughs> so Saturday the 5th, you've got the regular season finale football games for State and Ole Miss. That's what you have on December 5th, right? Yeah. And I don't even know, according to the schedule, now who they play. <laughs> yeah, well, they they play each other the week before. The week before. So the Egg Bowl is the week before. They'll both have games. So it, it, they just don't compete against that. Maybe that's what that is. Um, but what do y'all think about that? Um, 
you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Initially, I got a couple of negative things on my Twitter feed uh, when I retweeted it. Let's see if I can go back and find it for you. Uh, somebody commented on it. Oh, uh, Skip on Twitter. I'm Radio White, if you want to see it. He commented and he said, lock your car. Meaning, you know, it's dangerous down there. And that's what he thinks. Jay on Twitter said, I'm trying not to be a complainer, but surely there were better venues than this available. Jackson Public Schools are not even playing football, but we're going to hold the state championships in Jackson. And then he did the little shrug thing. You know, um... Hey, man, just as someone that worked, you know, in the downtown area yeah. for 14, 15 years, inner city churches, urban area, mm -hmm. it's uh, it's not as dangerous as you think. Yeah. I mean, I realize that that Jackson is almost a little Detroit in some aspects. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just saying, you know, we've got more homicides this year than we've had uh, in, in quite some time. And uh, as one that used to meet uh, once a week with various churches, uh, African-American pastors, uh, we would meet at sites where there had been a murder and uh, pray for the city of Jackson. And, and that still goes on. Mm -hmm. and, you know, the, the media doesn't point those things out. But um, there are people that are working really hard to yeah. make Jackson a better place. So, you know, I, under, I understand the, um, you know, the, the sentiment there with, with the comment. But I also know that there, there's some great people, people like Jeff Good, uh, Dan Blumenthal, you know, that are doing wonderful things to try to make Jackson a, a better place. And um, I just like to see a little more positive attitude, I guess. You know, yeah. that's just my two cents. Sure. Well, um, you know, I, I have not spent nearly as much time in downtown Jackson as you have or as many, many others who are listening have. You know, but I've been there a lot for championship games over the years. Um, and I've just never had an issue. It's my personal experiences. I've never run into any kind of issue, ever. I've been there for night games, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I do think, yes, like Chuck says on Facebook, you know, some places get a bad rap, and they do. And like you said, John, I mean, you just watch the news, you know, murder in Jackson, shooting in Jackson, murder in Jackson, shooting in Jackson, okay? That stuff piles up on us, right? Mm -hmm. and, yes, and, it does. You know, and, and it gets that reputation, but... You know, for the championship games, they're going to have plenty of security, plenty of police force, um, and everything should be okay. So, The uh, Ole Miss Rebels play LSU that day, uh, December 5th. Okay. <laughs> That's and, pretty uh, good explanation. Are, yeah, the Bulldogs are taking on Missouri. And let's see, uh, Ole Miss will go to Baton Rouge and state. That's correct. The state host. Yeah, state yes. host Missouri because that's why they had to move it yep. in the first place. Okay. Well, it's good. You know, hats off to the MHSAA. Had to do what they had to do. There are a lot of people, JB, that were, frankly, kind of heartbroken when the games moved. You know, this wasn't a unanimous thing uh, when the games went to the college campuses. Now, huge majority of people, I got my hand up, looked at it and said, that's a good move. Right. You know, you're obviously going to these big SEC stadiums, these college towns. That's a that's an obvious move. But there are a lot of people, for sentimental reasons, other things, travel distance if you're on the coast, that kind of thing, said, you know, Jackson was better. We should, should have left it there. So, you know, 
kind of get to go back and taste a little of that nostalgia this year with the high school games, assuming everything goes off, uh, you know, on schedule, which it may be dangerous to assume in the environment we're in. But if it goes off like it's supposed to, you're going to get to go back and have that experience and uh, see the games there at uh, Veterans Memorial Stadium in Jackson. How's that coffee today, man? Oh, it's good. I just didn't have enough of it. <laughs> I, I, you know, speaking of complaining, being a, you know, an unnecessary complainer. So instead of making a fresh pot of coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany, ding, HighPointRoasters.com. Instead, like I do every day, making a fresh pot, I had like half a thermos because I was busy all morning, so I wasn't sitting around drinking coffee, right? So I had half a thermos left over from breakfast. So I just brought that in here, but now I'm having to ration it throughout the show to make it last for the three full three hours. So maybe you should get a uh, a coffee pot up there for your uh, studio <laughs> in the studio. Yeah, man. I bet it would smell good in that studio. Well, the way I like to do it with the um, French press, it would be a oh, heck Lord. of a note if we had the actual teapot that whistles. I have yeah. one. I don't. What do you call that? I mean, not the teapot, but the what do you call that? The whistler. Well, it just it. I have one of those where the water boils. It it yeah. whistles, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be uh, a heck of a note to have that That's set what we up. We used to make hot chocolate back in the day. You know, what I should do really and truly like do a whole big huge like sponsorship with High Point Roasters in New Albany. And so on the show, if you're watching live right now, JB, like on Facebook, people are watching. Right yep. behind me is a little bar top here. And and we have the press and the grinder and the and the coffee pot and I mean the the uh, teapot and everything right here a hot plate and we just make coffee throughout the show and they'll even be able to see it over my shoulder when the thing starts spitting that steam out going you know <laughs> it is a teapot we should just do that let's just do the whole shebang on the show well, I'll let you know if that's going to happen so as not to surprise anyone I really dig how you got the uh, closed caption for the hearing impaired. On oh. your feed. How, do I? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. I, I really and truly, I don't know. I mean, closed caption, seriously, I had no clue. Yeah. You're watching that right now on Facebook? I am. You're a little you're behind. Telling, you're telling me that on Facebook Live, if you don't turn the volume up, it it captions it for you? That's correct. I had no earthly idea that and was they, the case. And it says the captions are auto-generated. Yeah. Well, that's dangerous. I know it, right? Hey, when that, when that stuff first started happening, like 15, 20 years ago, I was working at the local TV station, and they had to start doing that in-house. It was not automatic. Every newscast, they were had to type it in. They were required by law. Yes. No, they didn't type it in. There was a machine they put in there where they had to sit in front of it, and someone had to repeat what was going on on the air into that microphone so that it would generate it automatically. Oh, my. Yes. Talk about department from the redundancy department. <laughs> I know it. And those people hated doing that. And it was hilarious, some of the stuff that that captioning would spit out when it got it wrong. Yeah, it said I mean, something about your feet here a minute ago. <laughs> you just never know what it's going to do. Nick, on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-3776, says, while you're there, I, I'm assuming he's talking about in downtown Jackson. He says, while you're there, slip on over to, what is that, CS's and grab an Inez burger? Inez burger. Oh, my God. Okay, so what does CS stand for? 
You know, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's uh, just my CS, friend Pat it? owns it, and is a great dude. And he's another guy that does a lot for you know the urban Jackson community. And um, right, right there on the back side of where Millsaps is on okay. West Street, mm-hmm. uh, not too far from the, the stadium. But uh, Inez is the lady that works for him. But she used to have a little bar over on Monument Street, mm-hmm. uh, restaurant bar. But then she came to work with Pat, and when she did, she brought the Inez Burger, which okay. is an unbelievable hamburger loaded up with with chili, right. cheese, and uh, jalapenos. Okay, I'm gonna I'm about to Google that right now. Yeah, Inez Burger. Inez. They do a, a meet three every day. You know. Oh, do lunch. they? Okay. Yeah, One of those. And then, yeah, and they're open some Friday and Saturdays for uh, concerts and you know, yeah, that kind of deal. Very cool, nostalgic uh, place. Okay. I'm seeing some pictures now. Right over yeah, there. Check, check um, the beer cans on the wall. <laughs> I see that. Right they next. Got, they, right. they got cans from, I bet, 1965 on the wall. 1359 Northwest Street in Jackson, right next to the First Presbyterian Church. Or close to it, anyway. Close to it, yeah. Okay. Actually, the Presbyterian Church is on North State, so it's one okay. street to the uh, west. To the west of that. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. I have to check it out. Thanks, Nick, for the uh, suggestion. Appreciate that. Uh, Rebel Greg said the potholes and poor streets are more of a concern than the crime. Well, you know, potholes, poor streets, you know, just get your alignment checked before you go back home, Greg. Yeah, my son oh, lost four bad. tires last year. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Oh, it's horrible. That's pretty bad. Horrible. Yeah. All right, watch out After for After the second tire, he bought the uh, road hazard. You know, if you're traveling a distance, just get a rental car. Make sure you, you just get a rental and make sure you have insurance on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, over here on the live stream, Cody tuning in on the YouTube uh, live stream. He says, Louisiana is entering phase three. I saw that, Cody. Uh, what, starting tomorrow, they're going to enter phase three in Louisiana in terms of opening back up. Is He wants to know the twenty to 25,000 restriction for the LSU-Mississippi State game. Did one organization decide, or was it a collective decision? That I don't know, Cody. I think all that came from the state government. That's what I'm thinking. It's like the yeah. you know, it's a governmental deal that says this is what it's going to be. This is our mandate for the entire state. What I don't know is if that's any different for Phase Three because they announced that yesterday at LSU, and if they do this Phase Three thing tomorrow, is that any different? I, I just don't know. We'll have to kind of wait and and uh, find out. Hey, here's something else I want to point to you that I'm going to go over with you coming up. It is the real list of potential candidates to replace Jay Hobson at Southern Miss. The real list. No, 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 no. Not not the fake list that, you know, some big national guy who lives in another part of the country who's just taking a phone call or two from an agent or two and then puts out a list. Not that guy. Not that fake list. Not that hot airbag list. Not that list. That It might have come out first, but a lot of it is a waste of time. Not Maybe not all, but a lot of it. Not that list. No, this is the real list of the sure enough candidates that may replace Jay Hobson at Southern Miss. So as a tease, any of those names that we mentioned uh, Tuesday on that list? Uh, One of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. One of them. 
and rightfully so, is on this yeah. list. He's a legitimate candidate to maybe get the job. There are names on this list, the real list of potential candidates to Southern Miss, that we haven't discussed, that really nobody has discussed. So per your point from Tuesday, that list was just a bunch of mess. <laughs> well, let's see, Tuesday, what we were just throwing stuff against the wall. Yeah, it it but, wasn't but, really a list. We were just thinking out loud. Well, you know, was it Murray that that came out with the list, you know, <clears throat> no. named those candidates? No, it was um, – I'm talking about uh, Feldman. I think it's his Okay, name. okay. You know, he, like, I don't know where he lives, but, you know, there was just some stuff on the list that's not even reality, okay? And, and a lot of that stuff, especially with national guys who have a bigger following on social media – it's a game that agents play. It's, okay, he's got a big following. Let me give him a phone call. Maybe he'll put my guy on it. Maybe that helps us in renegotiating my guy's contract. I mean, I'm serious. Now, there ain't a whole lot of renegotiating going on right now across the country because of the whole pandemic deal. I, and A lot of that stuff's on hold. I get it. But that's the game that gets played. Now, this is from somebody who is local is on the ground, embedded in and around the Southern Miss program every single day for years now. This is a real list of real possibilities. So I'll tell you who's on it, where they are currently coaching now, and a little bit about their history, and where you can go see it yourself. That's all coming up next. As we get started here today on this Thursday, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. All right, let's roll. Continuing along with you here on this Thursday, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team, not everybody is excited for NFL football to kick off tonight. Ralph on Twitter, he clapped back at me and said, and why would we care when the main headline in this game is going to be how many players kneel for the national anthem? Hashtag NFL boycott. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, you know, I I I get it. I prefer, I mean, if it's, we can all do what we want, right? Well, I'm going to stand and I'm going to salute the flag. I'm patriotic. I like the flag. I like America. Um, you know, I've always been kind of patriotic. I think it's the greatest country in the world in so many ways and stuff. But not everybody feels that way. One of the great things about freedom is they don't have to do anything they don't want to. Nobody can make me kneel. Nobody can make me stand. I can make my own choice on it. And I get it, you know. And, you know, if you want to watch NFL football, you can. And if you don't want to, you certainly don't have to. And nobody can hold that against you either. So it's one of the great things about it. Hmm? You don't have to do anything you don't want to. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Y'all text me on the country, please, and text line. That's 885-ESPN. Bill in Madison said CS stands for Central Station. He said Central Station is the official meaning. Pat's a great guy and a good handball player. Love that place. Handball, huh? Not like racquetball, but you hit it with your hand? I think that's right. 
Never played. Well, now I know, man. I had, uh, I just always assumed it was the initials of somebody that owned it. You know, right? Because it's because it's possessive, right? Right. CSs, the letter CS and then apostrophe S, like it's you know, possessive. Okay. Without further ado, here is the real list of candidates to maybe be the next head coach at Southern Miss. It comes from Patrick McGee of the Sun-Herald. Patrick has been covering Southern Miss sports for years and years and years and years and years. Knows all of them. They know him. He's been connected to the team, embedded with the team, around the program, every coach, every AD, all of them. Guy like Patrick, who's um, you know making a living covering Southern Miss and high school sports on the coast, he's not going to float anything out here just to appease somebody's agent. He can't do that. He's got a reputation to protect. So when he puts these names down here, there's something to it. He didn't just come up with this on his own. This is the real list. All right? So here they are, according to Patrick McGee. Of the Sun Herald. Now, how do these strike you? Let me know your opinion on this. Casey Dunn, offensive coordinator, Oklahoma State. He points out that Southern Miss hired three consecutive Oklahoma State offensive coordinators in Jeff Bauer, Larry Fedora, and Todd Munkin. Um Dunn spent one season on the Southern Miss staff under Fedora. That was 2010, 10 years ago. 2010 was 10 years ago. He's familiar with Hattiesburg. For the last 10 years, he's been on the staff at Oklahoma State. He also had stops from time to time at Baylor, Arizona, TCU, Washington State, New Mexico, Idaho, and uh, the Seattle Seahawks in the NFL. Number two on the list. When this is not, uh, let me, let me, I'm going to back up. I'm not ordering this, okay? <clears throat> I'm not going to. This is just the way that he's written them in here. I don't know if it's alphabetical or, or what. I mean, I just they're on here. Here we go. He does mention Larry Fedora, Baylor offensive coordinator. Let me give you all the names. We'll come back to them. So, Casey Dunn, offensive coordinator, Oklahoma State. Larry Fedora, Baylor offensive coordinator, former Southern Miss head coach. Will Hall, Tulane offensive coordinator. There's the one we talked about, J.B., now, here's one that makes a lot of sense that nobody has mentioned yet. Rhett Lashley, offensive coordinator, Miami. They will play tonight against UAB. Uh, Kevin Johns, Memphis offensive coordinator. Chris Kapilovich, Michigan State offensive line coach. Tyrone Nix, defensive coordinator, UTSA, Texas San Antonio. <clears throat> Scotty Walden, the interim coach at Southern Miss right now. He's 30 years old. Uh, Two more names for you. On the list, according to Patrick McGee of the Sun-Herald, Kane Womack, Indiana defensive coordinator, and John Wozniak, the Oklahoma State running backs coach. Now, of those names, JB, which ones make the light bulb come on the most, do you think? Excuse me. I would have to say Tyrone Nix, number one, simply because he's a kind of throwback to that Jeff Bauer age Mm -hmm. where, you know, Southern was winning eight, nine games a year, some some years ten with Jeff Bauer. 
but he got kind of stale with uh, with the the uh, fans. I yeah. think at Southern, and that's when they tried to go with this thing with the with the new wave of offense. You know, yeah. Uh, and Fedora was one of the guys that brought in. So he, I don't know if he'd want to come back. I know mm-hmm. he was he was liked. Uh, but then they didn't like him so much when he bolted for North Carolina after things were kind of going pretty good. Yeah. So those two guys, and uh, you you did mention Will Hall. I see, I, th- I would say those those would be my top three. Okay, makes a lot of sense. Uh, Brian on Facebook says that Will Hall has the most upside. And the thing that people forget about Will is he has been a head coach before, not at Division One, but in Division Two at West Alabama and West Georgia. As a really young guy, was a head coach. Brad on Facebook says, no, Hugh Freeze. Yeah, Hugh Freeze is not on the list. It's a real list of candidates. You know, and and the whole, um, you know, Bruce Feldman, he initially this week, he's a national guy. He's not in Hattiesburg. Okay? He's not talking to the same people that a Patrick is, that, that Patrick McGee is. And Feldman goes way back with Hugh Freeze. He goes way back with Jimmy Sexton. Okay, that's well, you the think only about re- Patrick. Patrick goes way back to Hattiesburg because he was with a Hattiesburg American for a number of years until the demise of Gannett. Yeah, just made that a mm-hmm. you know a, a, not even a paper anymore, and so he ended up on the coast. And has done a great job. Yeah, yeah, and is so there you know every he's tied day? In, man. That's it. He's there every day. The difference between like Patrick McGee and a Bruce Feldman is if Patrick puts a name out here that's totally erroneous and misleads people, he's going to hear from it when he steps on campus today because he'll be there today or in the zoom meeting anyway and he'll get a phone call because he's, he's with those so it, this is just more reliable more realistic and freeze is not on there he's not a candidate for the job at southern miss um so here's what i notice there are a lot of offensive coaches on this list Casey Dunn, OC Oklahoma State. Larry Fedora, OC Baylor. Will Hall, OC Tulane. Uh, Rhett Lashley, offensive coordinator Miami. Kevin Johns, offensive coordinator Memphis. I mean, it's just offense, 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 right? Except a few differences in here. You got an offensive line coach at Michigan State. Well, he goes back to Fedora. He was Fedora's offensive line coach at Southern Miss 2008, 9, 10, 11. Okay, so he knows it. Tyrone Nix, as far as I'm looking at, he and Kane Womack are the only two defensive coaches on this list. But I think they're both realistic, you know, options. A lot of Oklahoma State ties on this list. And here's the thing about And that goes back to Fedora and Monken. Yes, right. They all go back. That's it. And and see, Southern Miss... To the Mike Gundy family tree. (laughs) And Southern Miss had this... Um, these great, these good experiences, right, with both uh, Fedora and Munkin, and they both came straight to them from Oklahoma State in that offensive system under Gundy. So the idea that Southern Miss and uh, McLean, the athletics director, would want to kind of go back down that similar path just makes total sense, all right? And while, you know, this, that back to that saying that we talked about recently, JB, the idea that everybody wants what they don't have, you know, the new right. thing, the the, uh, the the potential new experience with somebody new is always more attractive than something that you've already been through, something you've already done. You want to have a new experience, not go through the same thing. But if you're a Southern Miss fan, 
Think about those Larry Fedora years. I mean, this is curious to me. I think most Southern Miss fans are more excited about the idea of Will Hall. It's you know combination of offense and recruiting. Rhett Lashley, uh, Dunn, the guy at Oklahoma State, because it's new to them. Well, Larry Fedora has been a head coach at your place. He's been a head coach at North Carolina. He's currently the offensive coordinator at Baylor, where they've had they've built that thing back up very quickly after taking a dip with all their off the field stuff. Art Brow's gone. Then Rule came in. He coached for Rule, who's now the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Fedora knows everything, has done it before, been there, done that. Is it just that there's a bad taste in everyone's mouth that when he he left, things went south because then you go hire Ellis Johnson and then, you know, is that what it is? Because just considering nothing else, if you said to a Southern Miss fan, you can go get Larry Fedora to come back and be your head coach and go through the same kinds of winning seasons that you've already been through with him. Would you take that? And I bet you most Southern Miss fans would take that. In 2011, he led them to a 12-2 and record. Coached the quarterback into the NFL. I'd take Will Hall. you still take Hall? Yep. All right, there you go. Y'all stick around. All right, back with you. Kind of like yesterday, hour one of the show flying by. It could be that I'm looking forward to watching the Chiefs play tonight. Going to open the season at home in Arrowhead against the Houston Texans. A couple of quarterbacks who recently got paid, both of them, big time. Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, little Texas Tech versus little Clemson, all that good stuff. So looking Go forward Red to that. Raiders. Say again. Go Red Raiders. Yeah, the Red Raiders. Yeah, I, I, yeah. What's their deal? Everybody in the Big Twelve does a hand signal. What is theirs? Guns up or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Did they change that or is it because? No, it's, it's still the guns up. Okay. I I really like what Oklahoma does with the with the Texas Longhorns when they turn them upside down. Yeah, they turn the. Uh, I just, can't I even just, do it. You know, right when they score the touch, then they turn the camera off, see, horns up, and then whoop, flip it. Hey, down. listen, there was a really funny joke. I couldn't <laughs> help but retweet it today. Um, I, let's see. It was on one of the one of the college football lists that I've made and people I follow. Yeah, I mean, so it's taking a shot at them, but I couldn't help it. It was really funny. So <clears throat> apparently this news service in Austin, Texas, JB. Yeah. Tweeted, breaking news, after more than three decades, Austin's biggest home for live comedy has turned off the mic for good. And an Oklahoma fan retweeted it and said, wow, I had no idea they were closing down Daryl K. Royal Stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you just set it up and knock them right down. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't help but retweet that one. You can see why. As my man Jerry Garcia said, set up like a bowling pin and knock down. Yeah. <laughs> Sven has tuned in on YouTube. He says uh, he's over in Germany. He says Bulldog cap and Chief shirt looks weird, Matt. But finally, football's back. Yeah, I know. Maroon and red and yellow. No, he looks like a Virginia Tech person. Uh, yeah, they got that it. maroon and red. Yeah, and the, and the that, yellow that, in that, there. That, that, that burnt maroon. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. Well, you know, I'm not 
I'm not a fashionista. I don't know what matches and what doesn't. I don't really care. I just you wear. You don't wear outfits either, do you? Well, about the only thing I plan is I'll wear certain things on Maroon Friday, and I'll wear certain things when the Chiefs are going to play. Yeah, but you don't call them outfits, do you? But no, no, because it's not really an outfit. Like, an, to me, in my head, you say outfit. We're talking the whole thing. Yeah. And I don't have any of that. See, I'm thinking my wife's wardrobe when you say that's uh-huh. a nice outfit. <laughs> I see where you're going with that. Yeah. For those that don't know, Chris Brooks talks about out- outfits. But he's an old Miss guy, you know. They're they're all about outfits. Mm-hmm. That's the isn't that the stereotype? I mean, it's, they're all about clothes and fashion and culture. Well, they call it culture. Yeah, that's what they say. For me, the best culture in Oxford is the Ajax Grill. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Good food. Oh Lord, have mercy. there's plenty of good food in Oxford for What's sure. What's that saying you have about wrapping your tongue around your oh, head? Oh, make your tongue slap your hat off. There you go. <laughs> it's that good. I had a guy told me one time that he was eating some food. I said, is it good? He said, man, yeah. He said, it's so good I could eat this with one foot in the fire. <laughs> now that is good. All right. Hey, real quick. The country-pleasing sausage. Speaking of so good you could eat it with one foot in the fire. Country-pleasing sausage text line. Unnamed texter said, Southern Miss has got to get someone that wants to be there. The one-and-done coaches, if they do anything decent, are stepping on, moving on. Knicks or some other homeboy would stay. Sorry, Southern Miss, the others will not stay. But see, listen, I would say to you, I think that's Will a, Hall's a homeboy. Yeah, this is Paul Walker. Yeah. Paul, that that idea, that way of thinking, that's that's from 15, 20 years ago. Nobody's making any decisions anymore and hiring coaches in college athletics based on how long do we think they will stay. It's not a part of the equation anymore. Nobody cares, and nor should they. You know, I would actually go the opposite. Southern Miss, what Southern Miss needs is what they got from, say, Larry Fedora the first time, which is a guy coming in there who has no intention of staying for 13 seasons, for 13 years. Instead, he needs to win right this minute as much as I can with my hair on fire right now. And in four years, I'm going to parlay that into a Power 5 head coaching job. And then what Southern Miss has to do is go find the next one, and then go find the next one, and then go find the next one. That's what they got to do. You want a scenario? I hate to say it, but this is what they need. They don't need to find a guy who's going to come in there and just kind of settle in and 10 years later, his office chair has a perfect, you know, indention of his butt in it. They don't need that. What they need is they need to hire Will Hall or somebody like that, who, as young as he is, if he wants to be a head coach in college football, this has to work. He has no option but to win. And he coaches like his life depends on it. He doesn't see his family and neglects them because he knows I'll see him later on down the road. This is a work stop. And for three to four years, he sets the woods on fire and parlays that into the Ole Miss head coaching job when Lane Kiffin leaves. That's what you want if you're Southern Miss. You're in a spot where you're okay with being a stepping stone as long as that's how it is. Now, we don't want to fire you in four years because you couldn't get it done or because you got complacent because you're making the first big paycheck of your life. See, so I, I go the opposite on it. 
That's the same reason a lot of state fans don't, don't like Dan Merlin's. Yeah. Well, the thing yeah. about Dan was the only thing that kept him from going earlier was his own personality. Right. You know, if he if he had been if he'd had charm. <laughs> I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying if he'd had some charm about him, he would have been at stake for four or five years and whoosh, gone. Well, and, and and likewise, think about the people that, that are venomous about Scott Strickland going on. Right. You know? Sure. It's just like free agency. It is. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you need to sign in for $105 million when Right. He wasn't going to get near that at Jacksonville. Certain places, you need motivation. That's what you need. Yeah. Joe Pesci said to us on the text line, he said, if you take away all, uh, well, he said, why is everybody so crazy for Hugh Freeze? Listen, here is a fact. Everywhere Freeze has been, he's won. Everywhere he's been, they've recruited better than they should have. Take that for what it's worth. Everywhere he's been, he's elevated their offense and got them in the end zone. They score points. He wins. He motivates teams. He does it. You know, the thing is, it's not a fit financially for them. He's making, what, four times at Liberty what Southern Miss was paying their head coach? So that's one thing. But the other thing is, Freeze is, the way he uses social media, the way he searches him, his own name on social media, even when people don't send him stuff, he gets in there and searches his own name, and if somebody even mentions him, he seeks them out and sends them messages and, and strikes up conversations with them, trying to change their mind and telling them they're wrong about him and stuff. He he he's not. I don't think he's in a state of mind right now where a program like Southern Miss needs to be hiring and bringing him in there. Now, if you hired him and brought him in, would you score points? Absolutely, you would. Would you have to deal with some other stuff and maybe have to constantly tell a guy, delete your Twitter account, delete your Twitter account, please, coach, delete your Twitter account. You'd have to do that every day. And I don't know that they want to deal with that when you got legit candidates like the guy, the OC at Oklahoma State, like the OC at Tulane who's from here who can recruit. You know, those kinds of things. So I think that's where that is right now. Okay? I think that's where all that is. A few more here on the uh, Country Pleasing text line. Let's see. PRG says, I'd take Will Hall also question is will he take the job yeah i mean i don't know i just would think that he would i do too i mean i can't think of a reason he wasn't he national player of the year uh like the heisman winner for division two football yeah he won the harlan hill trophy it's like the heisman for division two um yeah i mean he's just and he comes you know whether you like bobby hall or not he's a good coach and he's he's been a winner at just about every place he's ever been. So, he, and know. he's got it. <clears throat> yeah. The fact yeah. is, will whatever look, let's let's admit it. As a coach, whatever it is, Bobby had it also. Yeah, he did. He just go somewhere and elevate it. Now, what Coach Hall won a state championship when he was at Amory. Did he win any more anywhere else? I don't think so. I may be he wrong. He came close that. a couple times in uh, when he was at. At Madison Central, but right? That that was during the days of South Panola, and nobody was coming out nobody of that district was. except the University of South Panola. Yeah, and Meridian clipped them that one year with uh, that's right, Tyler Russell. Tyler Russell, but but had a little it thing where they just go in and they just automatically elevate the thing. 
Will has done that as a player and as a coach everywhere he's been. He's got a little it factor. They know it. They know it. It's just a matter of, is this the move he wants to make? He's from Amory. He was a head coach at West Alabama Division II, West Georgia Division II. Went 56-20 and 20 as a head coach at, at those two schools. Okay, went up and was the OC at Louisiana Lafayette in 2017. In 2018, he was at Memphis. And he's currently in his second year at Tulane. Southern Miss, very familiar with Tulane. Remember the bowl game, <laughs> okay? Knows how to recruit in Mississippi. He's already doing it. He went in here and, what, got a commitment from a kid right up under Southern Miss's nose. Taylorsville, Tykees. Yeah. I mean, it would make a ton of sense. And he's a kid turn around and go to Southern Miss if Will Hall came. I guarantee you he would. (laughs) Hey, and Will has the kind of, you know, charisma as well that you want. Y'all stick around. 